and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss a new series on Amazon Prime, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. This is based on a trilogy and a prequel, all based on books by J.R.R. Tolkien. Since this is the first time we are jumping into a new series, let's take a peek behind the curtains. I just want to ask here is maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. This series is an American fantasy based on, as stated, The Lord of the Rings and its appendices, uh, appendices by J.R.R. Tolkien, developed by showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. They are also credited as executive producers along with Lindsay Weber, Calum Green, Justin Doby, or is that an L? Doble. Jennifer Hutchinson, Jason Cahill, J.A. Bayona, wow, there's quite a few, Belene Atinza, Eugene Kelly, Bruce Richmond, and Sharon Tal Uguado. Produced by Ron Amies and Chris Newman, uh, has a running time of 65 to 67 minutes per episode, which is. Uh, a pretty long ass movie if you're asking me <laughs> um we do have a long list of leading casts i am only probably going to get through halfway of this list the rest you can check out yourself on imdb but we do have Morfeed clark as galadriel i'm gonna really be changing these names because i really don't love them <laughs> they're worse than house of dragon will fletcher as finrod or finrid fabian mccullum as thondier kip chapman as rian lenny henry as sadik sarah zawang bonnie as marigold brandyfoot uh Thusitha, J. Sandera as Malva, Maxine Cunliffe as Vilma, Dylan Smith as Largo, Brandyfoot, Markella Cavanaugh as Nori Brandyfoot, uh, Bue Cassidy as Dilly Brandyfoot, Megan Richards as Poppy, Robert Amara as L. Rond. Didn't we just have him? No, Fenron. Now it's El. Oh God, I hate them all. Benjamin Walker as Gila Gilagad. I, I don't. Yeah, you can tell I don't love these these names. Uh, Nazanin Nazanin Boniandi as Browen. Where do I know her from? I know her for something. She she was in something that I recently saw, and it's gonna bother me. Oh, there it is. Counterpart. I knew it was something. <laughs> That's like your face looks so familiar. The list does indeed go on, but I think we've given credit where credit is due. Let's talk about the premise just a bit. Set thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, the series is based on the history of Middle Earth. It begins during a time of relative peace and covers all the major events of Middle Earth's Second Age, the forging of the Rings of Power, the rise of the Dark Lord Sauron. The fall of the island kingdom of Numenor and the last alliance between elves and men. 
these events take place over thousands of years in tolkien's original stories but are condensed for the series i do know the premiere uh because a lot of people were putting out memes about it got about 25 million views which is just as much as uh house of the dragon there is a season two already in production or pre-production the critical response uh, for rotten tomatoes has held an 84 percent approval rating with an average of 7 out of 10 based on 238 critic reviews on metacritic which used a weighted average the series premiere was or has received a score of 71 out of 100 based on 37 critic reviews uh, there is some casting backlash lenny henry revealed in october of 2021 that he and other people of color have been cast as Harefoots in the season or in the series which align with token's description of the Harefoots as being browner of skin several non-white actors were also cast as elves and dwarves for the first time in the franchise after this was revealed through announcements and promotional images amazon received backlash from social media users complaining about these casting decisions because we still continue in america this is why we're considered so fucking backward and stupid and ignorant and don't even know history past the fucking fourth grade Uh, it's just it's so silly that this is even a thing it shouldn't be a thing it continues to be a thing but worse we keep giving we keep giving attention to these people why do we not marginalize them and say oh well that's your opinion fuck you (laughs) don't watch my show uh adi robison ade robison uh a few did speak up about it stating that token explores people of different ethnicities backgrounds and walks of law life coming together for a common cause for me personally as a viewer i would have the expectation that the series would reflect the real world as well as the world as i aspire it to be that is exactly the point that is the point i'm so like i'm so over it i'm i'm mad that i have to sit here and read this oh because on the lord original lord of rings and the thing there was no white people yeah you don't think anybody at some point stepped back from that and said is that realistic and that's that's the that's the saddest part of it y'all dumbass motherfuckers don't even read the fucking source material just like well this is how it was supposed to be all this time no it's called people were making racist choices prior and now some people are starting to realize maybe we should do what the actual penner of the series that you adore so much would have wanted this uh, it's a continued mythos but it's only in ignorant ass circles and it's just so silly that people have to come out and make statements to justify why there's black people or brown people what is this i don't know i mean it's still just this uneducated backward ass thought process and i really quite frankly i want people to just start coming out and say if you don't like it fuck off I mean, how many generations are you going to try to hide black and brown people from what actually happened? Did you know a brown person invented penicillin? You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. We keep hiding and burying the truth. And when it comes 
bursting out but then uh mooney also stated this is the reaction every time uh accompanying a modern project where female characters or color characters of color are are important that is very true that is i mean it this is just the type of unfortunately america that we live in and then those people are in these franchises in particular because they for some reason thought fantasy was theirs that's my safe place where things aren't racially which is crazy to me that star wars is such an epic fucking thing to y'all people and the message seems to have missed you completely i don't want to go on and on and on but it is it is out there there have been several people who've come out and spoken about it and it and it shouldn't like this this is a conversational point the minute someone even turns that to the conversational point my thought is well i can't fix what's broken and some people are just broken you gotta be ashamed of yourself nigga. real talk you gotta be ashamed of yourself all as you is maybe one day they'll get some common or even think to have some common sense before they type anything out but we all know that that's not going to happen so we've got to as a as a as a society move on let's get into the first episode let's go oh i also meant to add since it is uh one of the biggest premieres of all time do we really need to address it as well like i think over here i'd be like oh <laughs> you think this isn't correct i happen to be winning in the box office with a female lead and people of color so yeah i'm gonna laugh all the way to the bank and you go ahead and stay in the boondocks with your opinions a shadow of the past was written by jd payne and patrick mckay directed by j.a bayana i gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10 I wanted to give a shout out to cinematography but i didn't see uh who is the cinematographer <laughs> so i thought the show looked beautiful i thought it was a good setup this first episode to establish some of the primary characters one thing i will say going into this series because it's eight episodes long is when it first was announced i wasn't exactly thrilled i know a lot of people love the franchise i have watched all of the movies so i'm not talking from someone that hasn't invested their time and energy into this lore i like the first lord of the rings films i kind of enjoyed the hobbit movies but for the most part there wasn't anything that truly compelled me to want to jump into this particular series until i started seeing the casting announcements i'm not surprised motherfuckers that's that real talk people don't want to admit to but if you if you were already there then you were already going to jump on this show if you were someone who was like me you were just like well do i really want to pay amazon 15 dollars just to see eight episodes of the lord of the rings that are like an hour long i remember those times sitting in those uh those seats watching the movie it was it was so long so very long so very dense uh a lot of it didn't stick to me i never walked away wanting to buy the movies or the merchandise or like anything else that i've deeply gotten into it just 
while it was a good series, it never ever reflected back on me. It never did. And that's the part where people miss about representation. They want to think about what's politically accurate, which that's insane because, you know, it's a fantasy genre. <laughs> All assertions of it being politically accurate went out the door once it showed up, but that is neither here nor there. I had no immense joy to go back into that dense, dense uh, world building that you really needed. And, and even in this episode, I think Shy sent me a message because she did send feedback about how she forgot who the hell Galadriel, Galadriel was. And I was right with her. I was like, who? I don't know. I don't know. I know these people, but I don't know these people. I remember them being important, but I don't remember why they're important. I mostly remember uh, shipping <laughs> Frodo and Samwise <laughs> and being thoroughly into the king that wasn't and even he Viggo Mortensen uh, I mean everything after the fact when I look at these movies there's nothing that's that's what it is it's an experience and then once you get past the experience that's how I feel about Marvel movies it's like yeah they're good for the minute that they're that you watch them and then there's nothing tangible there that I, I and the funny thing is the books though the books are far more enjoyable to me than uh than the actual movie adaptations the books aren't that bad they're just as confusing but you can you can reimagine things in your brain that you can't do when it's concretely in front of you as a character uh but all that being said is I came into this premiere with some trepidation. I came in with an idea of, am I going to like this? Yeah, it's going to probably be good, but am I really going to immerse myself and feel attached to this world in the way that me as a black woman or anyone or as a woman, I remember Arwen I couldn't stand her. Why she stinks? I know a lot of people probably turned off this podcast right now. I don't care. I can only tell the truth. Okay. I, 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 it's your favorite person. You have to accept that people don't like the same people that you do. I don't know where compromise went in the world, but it's fucking gone. Uh, <laughs> we can enjoy the same thing and not enjoy the same things about it. Uh, but I, I never really liked that character. I can't even say that I hated her, but I never liked her. It's like, oh, every time she's just whispering, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not feeling this. Uh, the whole elves and human love story. I don't even know why they're not supposed to be together. I have no idea. I do kind of remember that was part of her and the king's journey. I thought I had more to do with the king than human, but apparently I missed out on that too. I was very more much invested in the hobbits than I ever was the human story or the uh, like the fantasy aspect, the trees. They were good. I like that. There were certain parts that I remember coming back to me, but all of them, nope, not all of them. So this one kind of rightfully 
started giving us characters that you could find something if you if this isn't your thing then you might like this particular character if this isn't your thing you might like this particular character i'm more invested invested in the harfoots because there are people of color there i'm more invested in uh what his name is i don't know but (laughs) he seems like an all right dude and i like him oh aaron deer elf aaron deer and i like the character of i'm just gonna call her mm, the g queen maybe i don't know it's a working nickname we'll see but i cannot say galadriel every damn episode and i don't care if that's that's too hard for some people to comprehend but this is me doing my review and i need to keep people together (laughs) and that means i might have to give them nicknames but we start the series with said character and we're just gonna go through her first uh g queen as she is a child the other kids are i'm guessing these are humans i'm not sure i didn't catch their their ears maybe they're elves but she is trying to make a paper a paper sailboat and she gets it to flow and for some reason these kids decide let's just sink it and i'm i'm really <laughs> this is every tv show it is not just this one believe me but why do kids always gotta be pieces of shit <laughs> it is such a trope at this point the, the main character always has to be treated differently why can't you just get along with people why cannot that not be the story <laughs> you're living at peace times i maybe because there's this idea that kids can't get along they they always have to be this particular way but but that but once again why don't you create something that seems more what you want that's what all of the kid shows do nowadays they teach you how to get along with people and not being dicks to each other and yet every movie it's it's always those bleak type of kids who wouldn't want to see a cell and this didn't even seem right what kid who doesn't have anything to do doesn't want to see a cool sailboat going down when her brother stopped him from her from punching him i'm like nah let her handle her business her brother has a talk with her about evil so on and so forth and this is right before the dark lord morgoth uh, and his servant Sauron had uh, decided to consume the world in darkness. Her brother Fenrod went out to fight. They thought it was going to be over in a matter of time, but it took centuries before Lord Morgoth was defeated. Her brother died searching for Sauron, and a mark was left on him. She has decided that his his mission is now her mission and she intends to make sure the world is rid of any signs of evil which is where we find her in the beginning on a mission trekking up a mountain it's cold as hell her folks don't seem to be keen to continue on into this northern wasteland it's cold people are suffering and she is if we are going to be honest a little dismissive of her party 
finding the place that they're searching for in this fortress uh once they go into the fortress she finds one of uh, she finds the mark bearing sauron for the orcs to follow because they've been multiplying over the years i personally don't want to know how orcs procreate that seems very nasty to me <laughs> uh, they are attacked by a snow troll and she apparently is the only one that can take it out but i love those sword skills that's when she became bay after this she talks about going uh because they're like we shouldn't have been up in here she's like uh we're gonna keep going north in the morning they all decide no we're not and i can't blame them once again y'all have gone on for months past when you were supposed to have returned maybe that you finally found something you can return with that and figure out the next steps but you can't keep dragging us around like your little minions and not putting our personal desires above your own so they all return to the elven capital linden where the high king gil galad is ruling we also meet oh god all these names uh <laughs> i can't i can't oh god i'm gonna remember it give me just give me a minute elrond there we go what are we gonna come up for him we'll call him e-easy e-easy uh is writing the speech that the king reads out and he mimics every word but he is considered less than because he's told that he cannot come to the high council because it's lords only i think he's half human or something to that fellow half elf not sure what else he is but he takes that in stride and is told that his friend has returned he goes to meet g queen and they have a conversation where she wants to go back out and continue searching for the evil he says wait until the ceremony and if you still want to request a meeting with the king i will arrange it they go to the ceremony she is given the honors and he's decided and i think that was smart of him like hey you can go here be rewarded for the things you've accomplished or you can go to the high council and be chastised for uh honestly disregarding your authority and what was put before for you uh so she decides to acquiesce especially after the conversation that they have which that conversation i admit went on entirely i was like damn we've been talking for 10 whole minutes it probably wasn't but it felt like it but he convinces her because the at the ceremony he tells her that due to all you've done you're gonna have the honor of selling to valinor where they can live in eternal peace and this is where all of the elves go after their their watch over the forest this is their equivalent of heaven she does not want to go but he encourages her that she can find peace there it's the only place she will find it despite being tainted by darkness and not being able to unsee the things that she's seen even though we've not seen what she's seen so it kind of is a hollow point but he's able to coax her into making the journey 
and so she does so however as they are crossing the sea one there's a conversation he has with the high king uh eez where he's told to work with another architect uh what was his name i don't recall but they are going to work on creating something and my first thought was the rings of power possibly but he is stopped from doing so or going any further with that conversation we are anyway by the comet crossing the sky which isn't quite a comet but we'll discuss that in a bit on the boat the other guy asked for her hand but she cannot release the sword or she did release the sword but she can't stop thinking about the last words her brother said to her and so she jumps into the ocean because that's what elves can do (laughs) the rest of us be like there's sharks in there ain't nobody got time for that so she misses her chance to go to valinor and she may never get that honor again but if we've watched the lord of the rings most people know she did so um (laughs) that is pretty much all we need to discuss with the elves this week i'm not gonna go scene by scene and if that is something you are looking for i'm sure there are podcasts out there that are doing that but this just i feel like hitting the broad strokes and putting my opinions on those broad strokes are are sufficient let's talk about the i think let's go to arendor arendir his storyline uh he is he is posted outside of a town so the elves are watching humans that's interesting and these humans these men happen to ally themselves with morgoth they are also discriminated against because of that decision on one hand i understand keeping an eye on your you know keeping an eye on the men and in general because you need to know what's going on in the world but the condemnation that comes with that i think is unfair and unjust even if people did align in the past that doesn't mean we're the same people uh that's my he's punishing me for what my ancestors did but we know that there is still a rift between men elves and other creatures of the world because men is what they fear the most right so so it's not very looked upon when he comes into this tavern well the tavern scene the tavern keeper seems to be okay with his presence there he's accepted it but you have this kid and he continued you would think someone stopping you from being punched in the face would would tell you you know maybe i should stop being an ass today but here's the part that the backlash that i never see people talk about they always talk about the stupid the stuff that don't make no sense <laughs> like what race anyone is because there that needs to be an announcement for anything but things are legitimately like the fact that you always have this dick asshole character running around <laughs> for no reason is something i complain about all the time because it's not realistic i know i know it's somewhat realistic but it's not really realistic or at least it's just not necessary you know we we i would have gotten that from everything else you know him going back to his keep uh, the conversation he had with his fellow elf i got all of that i didn't need 
you know even from brown her reaction to you know those people in that village they're the ones that sided with we would have gotten all of that outside of this fucking bitch ass kid running around doing nothing besides being a problem so in the tavern he thinks that he should just go up to him like why won't why won't you think that the shit is over it's over just let it go i'm like you think i don't want, i want to be here <laughs> he tries to get him to drink but then he throws the drink down and i love that it wasn't even arendelle that was about to punch him out it was the <laughs> it was the the tavern keeper as he should this is my establishment you just threw priceless priceless uh liquid on the floor sir there needs to be consequences but he's a kid so he just brushes it off because you know what am i gonna do with you like i can break you in three seconds i don't need to prove it i actually like that about his characterization <laughs> that he chose to stop him from hitting him even though he was the one that had all of the animosity pushed at him he then goes out to speak with brown by the well she gives him some seeds she's a healer there's some chemistry there you can definitely see but it's forbidden even the innkeepers like what's that what's going on y'all two talking to each other that's not allowed she has a son apparently named theo and theo is uh i don't know because I, I don't know much about him other than she straight up left but i guess that's what you do back in the day you would leave your kids <laughs> i'm going to the village over here stay in the fucking house there there wasn't the same constructs we have today so i really can't say anything <laughs> yeah it's tempted trust me i probably have those thoughts and then i have to check my own self like that 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 didn't exist then and it probably didn't even need to it didn't need to um not to the extent we got it now some things are worse in the past things are always worse in the past don't don't get it twisted (laughs) but uh there are differences so uh he goes back to the keep He's told that they have got orders from the high king that the watch is over and they're to go home. He goes out and finds Broen and she already knows that he's leaving. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. Why did she say, what do you have to say to me? Girl, it's written all over his face and he even said it. He's like, I've said it millions of times without words. Stop playing. (laughs) And the way you be side-eyeing me, uh, let's let's not pretend this is not happening or there isn't something here he's like they're probably out looking for me why aren't you with your people because i ain't supposed to be here you know this too why are we having an innate conversation <laughs> a man shows up with a with a cow it's come from uh from another village the tavern had mentioned that there was some shitty earth or some uh, earth that things wouldn't grow and he kind of brushed this off but when black shit comes out of this milk he's like okay so take me to this village of hordern she goes i'm going with you and then when they get to the village they see that it is uh either attacked or something's going on but it's in flames he also tells her as they're walking basically you know i got feelings for you and the way you which you touched my hand when the meteor was going across the sky uh i'm trying to get in we got this other business but 
if you want to keep bringing this up i'm trying to get in kiki do you love me are you riding say you never ever leave from beside me because i want you and i need you meanwhile carl aka theo goes to the barn because he happens to find the broken sword bearing Saren's mark on it and it starts to possess him and that's gonna be a problem the kid was with him and i can't repeat anything because that's how much i hated that scene let's go to the last story arc that i truly did adore which are the Harefoot. uh they are so cute so tiny they see two to uh travelers and uh <laughs> they're out to because they hide from the world right they're so small people don't see them nori goes out with her friend to get berries blackberries they was tearing them blackberries up and it's to the farm is what the mother said uh father and mother do not like their curious child being so curious however she's not the only person that's watching things we have sadik is that his name he looks into his book and he's like uh travelers they shouldn't be here around this time not before the harvest as well as wolves shouldn't be around the area around harvest i like how she didn't freak out the kids when she was like time to go everybody grab a hand and then the one girl's like well, why are we going early she whispered wolf run that's her friend's name poppy <laughs> i like both of them they're so cute they're just adorable i just want to squeeze the little cheeks her mother uh once again tells her to be careful but she leaves mama blackberry she goes and talks to Sadik. Like, what do you mean something's wrong with the sky, Sadik? He's like, it's like they're watching for something. For what? Bring me to Greece. And get out of here, nosy. <laughs> She's like, nobody ever tells me anything. And then in the end, as the comet is going across the sky, Nori and Poppy find a strange man inside the crater. Is this Sauron like reborn or some shit? I don't remember it's been a very long time so that is the gist of this first episode it was enjoyable i think that it will do well wayne yip is up in this pitch oh hey hell yeah now we got business he is directing the next three episodes in the finale and that that gives me a, a lot more incentive as well because he's a pretty damn good director i've liked what he has put out before we jump into the feedback there is one last thing i need to mention <sighs> everyone is entitled to their critical opinion this is this is simply what the amendment of free speech allows however it doesn't matter if you are the head of a fortune 500 company or sitting in a sewer you can also say things that are very stupid and elon musk lord knows elon musk uh is not a stupid man but he can say stupid things because he sent out a tweet and said one i think is horrible 
which was Tolkien is turning in his grave. Do not speak on behalf of a creator. That is, I have had my response to my, uh, mainly what I can come to mind right now is uh, Harry Potter. That last book was trash, (laughs) in my humble opinion. But I would never in a million years think that I could speak on behalf of someone who is not living and breathing. So saying that someone is turning over his grave is an assumption that you do not, you don't have that right to do. And it's insulting because you're, you're speaking for someone that you don't know. You just, you don't. So don't even tweet something like that. That's, that's a, what do you call that? Um, an agitation. No, that's not the right word for it. When you're just trying to get a rise out of people, right? His second tweet which is one I can really more address. Neil Gaiman also addresses it, which is great because I love Neil Gaiman and he's something that Elon Musk isn't, a writer. But he says almost every male character so far is a coward, a jerk, or both. Only Galadriel is brave, smart, and nice. Now, not only is that absolutely incorrect, what the fuck did you watch? What what, what did you watch? The only kid person I saw was a jerk was that one little kid. Gabrielle G G Queen was also a jerk, <laughs> which I just pointed out very clearly when she was being a jerk. Um, smart. I I mean, sure, I'm guessing she's capable because they said she was commander of said army, but that I don't see anything that's put it forth where I'm like, oh, she's a fucking genius. Um, and then brave. Well, I think that kind of goes with the category of anyone. Plus, there hasn't been much to do to be brave. She seems to have a chip on her shoulder. So not only can you not read a female character correct, you also don't know how to read male characters. Because Arendelle certainly didn't come off like a jerk or a coward. Uh, Elrond didn't come off as a jerk. He sounded like someone who was wise. Far wiser than G-Queen um what other male character are we talking about the father what what are we you have a beef with jeff bezos keep that between you and jeff bezos we don't need you to put out your opinion just to inflate those seven thousand. well i don't know if they all replied in the same manner or not you're just trying to make yourself relevant and something because you're mad because it was successful and for whatever reason you and them are yeah he even says they regularly troll each other on social media so this was his way of trolling but seriously i think when you put things like if you would have said the first second thing that would have been just a matter of opinion we could have argued it out but the first thing i think was inflammatory that's the word i was looking for and does not have no basis in your critique neil gaiman responded elon musk doesn't come to me for advice on how to fail to buy Twitter and I don't go to him for film, TV, or literature criticism. That's hilarious. I love you so much, sir. That is hilarious to me because it is actually very factual. It's like, how are you gonna, like, okay, you can have your opinion, sir, that's fine. But people really, and that's what someone put underneath his tweet, like even, even Elon Musk doesn't like it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was like a TV film critic. And I'd like you to get the fuck out of here. 
but i think it always goes back to what i said in in the preamble of this episode there are stupid fucking ignorant people out there in the goddamn world and if you need someone like elon musk to tell you if something's good or bad consider yourself a sheep and a mindless twat we have feedback let's hop into it Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for the season premiere of Lord of the Rings, Power of the Ring. Um, yes, I was looking forward to this series. I enjoyed the movies, Lord of the Rings. I did not watch, watch, I did not read the books, but I've watched all of the, um, you know, Hop the Hobbit, uh all of those and the um lord of the ring trilogy so yes i was um looking forward to this one almost forgot that it was coming out until i saw something on twitter reminding me that it was on the way um anyway um as for this episode um any season premiere or series premiere um just laying down the groundwork and introducing us to some characters and getting their stories um setting the stage for what's to come um the biggest one the biggest i'm assuming she's the lead is galadriel galadriel um we get to see her as a kid um you know talking with her brother her brother talking about you know between the difference between the light and the darkness and then you know them her talking about not <clears throat> narrating about um not knowing what death was until they went to middle earth and then to fight mondron i think whatever the mondrons um anyways they her brother dies leaving Sauron, leaving a mark so that's the only character <laughs> That was familiar, which is not surprising since it's looking like this is a prequel. I didn't realize that um, that it was a prequel. Um, I just saw Lord of the Rings and I was like, yay. But anyway, um, so um, yeah, so we got the Sauron the, in his reign of terror um, and then him disappearing. Um, Galadriel, um, I guess, not I guess, she is uh, seeking revenge for his death. I mean, they were really close, so it's completely devastating to her. Uh, up until this moment, when they went to war, you know, death wasn't a part of their world, and then it just was thrust upon them, and that's all they've experienced um, for centuries, I think she said, so um but yes it's understand she be, it became an obsession for her this is seeking revenge um she pushed the army to the limit even beyond um what was the what the king had um okayed and we saw that her army um decided to go against her at at after the snow troll thing um attack them they were like enough is enough 
she's pushing, pushing, pushing and not really um, taking their needs and what they want into consideration. She's just so bound and determined to find this, to find Sauron. Um, but they decide that they were going against her and they all returned. Um, then we saw that uh, the king had ordered them to go to the, the west, to their resting place. Uh, forget what they call it, but I mean, I remember that from The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, was it just Lord of the Rings? Anyway, um, so we got to see that. Um, her and we already, I mean, we, um, I already knew that she wasn't about that life, she wasn't trying to go to that route. I was surprised that she went along as much as she did, but I guess didn't have there wasn't too much of a choice in it um you know the king ordered it so she and you could see the defiance in her eyes when he was putting that crown or that leaf thing on her head um so but she went as far as i thought um, further than i thought she would go before she changed her mind but i knew she wasn't gonna go into that light um the girl was struggling to take her dagger from her and then we finally got to hear what her brother, the rest of what her brother had said that day when she was a child. And um, and we saw the king um, and his belief that she was bringing down the very thing that she was seeking. And that's why they wanted to send her away because they felt like, you know, she was going to bring about this evil um, that she was, they thought was not there, but she was going to be the one to bring it. To, to past so um there's that then we got the um hobbit nori and her adventurous um self and that was cute that was funny about them um the whole town was hidden <laughs> when the travelers went through and then as soon as they passed by everything popped back up like like i didn't like you didn't smell anything <laughs> like the food was cooking and i thought that was funny um, Nori was leaving, leading the children on this little adventure to collect blackberries, which reminded me of my childhood um, when I lived here. In, I visit here in Georgia when I was um, a younger lassie. Um, and yes, we were staying at my sister's aunt's house. Um, and we used to go pick blackberries and eat half of them and bring the other half home where her aunt would make a blackberry pie which I loved and so it still brings back those types of memories and it's like I haven't had a blackberry pie since that you know brings back those just nostalgia anyway um let's see what else yeah I was I will say back to uh, Galadriel jumping in the ocean <laughs> at the end. I'm like, she's literally in the middle of the ocean. I mean, I know elves have this other worldly uh, thing about them, but I'm like, how is she going to get anywhere? <laughs> uh, that's a long swim. That's a long swim. But anyway, um, so Nori was part of the, um, I guess, the, what's the guy? Sadok? Sadok? Uh, Sadok? who was um, <clears throat> trying to understand what was happening. He was looking into the stars and reading stuff and just feeling like something wasn't right, but he didn't want to, you know, say too much to anybody at that point because he wasn't quite sure what it was. 
<clears throat> so we see at the end the reveal of some that thing that was flying like a comet through the skies um, and landed where the hobbits were and Nori found it and of course she's the adventurer and this little man laying in there and I'm very curious as to who that is because I do not have a clue um and so we got El the uh elf guy elf soldier Arandir who was uh keeping watch in some village um um watch seer of this village of humans and you can see bad blood between the elves and the humans still even a hundred years later um after the war or century um and so yeah we saw that he was um in liking some human healer lady and um we saw the son who gave, who came upon some evil thing um that had a had the sauron um symbol on it and it kind of lit up and so that's not good um we got Aaron Arendair and the, the lady, I don't remember her name, they go out to investigate what was going on with the, the cow because that gross black looking stuff um, came out of the cow. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on. It looks like um, dude, home homeboy um, ran off. <laughs> they were all going back and he's like, uh, no, I'm good. I'm stay here. Um, so I don't know what that means, uh, in regards to, are they going to look for him and, or, you know, that kind of thing. Cause they, his, uh, partner was talking about it's uh, death, especially when they don't. So that should be interesting. Um, it should be, it seemed like the son came across, unlocked some evil, um, and the, the annoying, the annoying kid from earlier, um, cut his hand on the on the thing so that should be interesting what that means going forward for the two of them and um i think that's it um that's about all i have that i can remember and so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy thank you shy for your feedback it looks like you were a little bit more excited than i was i'm glad you did enjoy this first episode um as far as the guy, I don't know either. Uh, if I did know, it's not there anymore. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, but as far as um, you brought up a few good points though, uh, about him being stabbed with the blade. I didn't even think about that, if that would have any consequences. I was too focused on uh, Theo getting all the symbols and stuff. So it's possible that that also may be something that is happening uh there was something else she brought up uh once again oh yeah the cuteness of how you know they're not observable but they're so tiny um and i think that's the part that they're trying to ascertain but hairfoots are not like hobbits and i think it's gonna be very easy for people to think that they're the same but they're not <laughs> um so i i'm i mean they are they were part of the hobbits but they're not hobbits like there there's three types of hobbits i believe don't ask me what the other two are but i remember hairfoots being one of them but they're not quite hobbits like the way in which frodo was or at least they were is a different band <laughs> that's, that's 
<laughs> I'm trying to find the right words and they're failing me. Uh, hopefully that cleared up something. Uh, not much else other than I love that we both like, girl, you in the ocean though. What's the plan here? <laughs> I know she had that moment. I think she was always torn. I think she was torn between wisdom and about what she really wanted to commit herself to doing. I think that, uh, I think that huh, now they're trying to be offensive against the Irish. Really, the Harefoots are offensive against the Irish stereotype. <sighs> Do people just need things to, I, I'm having another podcast after this, the Jones Chronicles, where I'm going to just be shooting the shit. And I just want to let out a whole bunch of vitriol, vitriol upset. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it in the worst way possible. So look forward to that. As far as this episode uh, is concerned, I am I'm with you as far as I'm curious to know where this journey leads us. This pretty much just get introduced us to all of our key characters. But other than that, uh, there is an episode two that is already out. I will try to get that in the next uh, few days. I, I think new episodes drop on Friday not gonna promise it's gonna be before friday but uh, i might be one week behind but that's okay because most people have already binged umbrella academy and here i am still only in episode seven i'm gonna watch shows at my own pace i'm not gonna do it just because that's the you know people need to jump from thing that th i think it's actually teaching um a very very horrid type of uh way in which people view television uh it's I'm not gonna say that streaming or binging isn't because uh, I definitely see the value in it. I can't say that I don't like it, but I do think that just because it's there, you still have a choice to make. And as someone who went through binging and someone who went through week to week, because some people don't even know what week to week is, young children, but I will say after some time, while I won't shit on the model, I definitely find more enjoyment more thorough thinking when i'm not binging there's uh you do miss a lot when you binge on a show and a lot of people don't watch tv twice they they watch it once and they watch it in whatever mode that they're watching a lot of people's critique come from inattention uh <laughs> so that's why that's why the, that's the benefit of podcasts though um to to kind of fill in those blanks where other people wouldn't want to do and that's uh that's a benefit but i i like to take my time with things i don't like to jump from from uh from what's popular to what's popular immediately jumping into it um just because i feel like it, it's needing to fill in people's space during their day instead of constructively doing something with their space during the day because <laughs> when breaks when shows are not on some people find themselves a little lost on what to do with, with their with their mind and attention i'm like you know reading is still a fundamental my daughter reads i've been making her read since she was young now i'm starting to sound like an old person but no i i'm i know we've talked in the past we know i am 100 percent not anti-internet new age all that shit but it does come with its with its consequences with its flaws 
I don't think I have anything else more to add than uh, what you have stated. So if you want to send feedback for our next episode, like our couch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. And remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. <laughs>